0: Whack. Give, give
1: Jake a bone. Yeah, I haven't drank enough milk lately.
2: Honestly?
0: <laughs> yeah? <laughs> you got it? Okay, wow. cool, cool. Oh, I, I mean, right. I was just
2: confirming that you were being honest. Oh, no,
1: that me. was a question. Okay, so that's on me then. Okay, no, that's, that's totally, <laughs> I read the situation wrong. That's on me. I'm sorry, I'm just so low on my calcium. I almost said potassium. That's bananas. Is mm. there is banana milk a thing? Mm. You,
2: How do you milk you, a banana? Um. So there are. Um, <laughs> actually, all I can think of. You know what? No, we don't need to get into this. No, this but, but I, no, I'm very. I do. Curious, I actually. do want to know what you were going to say. We curious. can move on,
0: but I do have
2: to know what you were going to say. Yeah. Um. I started thinking about there is a a machine for making nut milk. Yeah, it's called hand. my hand. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Hey, good joke jake uh, good joke, good joke Alex, no up, notes, no hit notes. it out the park um and it just like i don't know it just like grinds up nuts and like squeeze them or whatever it's called by hey ha- oh <laughs> and like you could put a banana in it if you really wanted to wow
1: you could put anything in it yeah so what makes a milk a milk then like what's the point what are we doing Dude. here
2: I don't know. That's why I said we can move on. What
1: are we doing, here, Matt? Well,
2: <laughs> yeah, Matt. What's happening? Um, well, hello and welcome back. We're the Tough <laughs> Gut Podcast, um, and this is a podcast that we do. And my name is Matthew. <laughs> I'm Alex. A milk. Milk. A milk. milk. Give this man a glass of milk. <laughs> Uh, internet humor from the early 2000s. That's oh, a little throwback Julian for all you Smith. Oldies out there. Yeah. goddamn, damn. Talented guy. He came um, back. Yeah. He was doing some other from stuff. From where? Yeah, I couldn't tell you that. Oh. Um, anyway, before we get even further <laughs> out of the realms of reasonable here, um, this is episode 93, um, part three. Feels like we've been the in the
1: nineties for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it has been
0: a month.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, part three of the Jake bracket.
0: Yeah, this is the Jake bracket. Jake picked all of these movies, which means every conversation we have today is technically his fault. Okay. That's <laughs> okay. True. That's one way to frame it.
2: It could um, be like
1: every conversation is uh, opportunity to know Jake better and his brain.
2: Anyway, so as Alex said, every okay. <laughs> the conversation here is in fact Jake's fault. Okay. Uh, coming at you in today's episode, we've got the Muppets versus the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Then the second half of the episode, uh, we've got One Cut of the Dead versus Coherence. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be good. Not it Coherence, in and of itself. I was going to say. Wow, how yeah. did I fuck that up?
1: Well, you got to redo it now.
2: <laughs> um, in, in, the, in the second half of the episode, we've got One Cut of the Dead versus in and of itself.
1: Wow. I'm surprised it's not Coherence. Uh.
2: <laughs> you know, there's probably another universe where it was coherence. Honestly,
0: yeah, yeah, where they did the red lights. That's true. True. Yeah, we're we the.
2: Do you think we're we're a red, green, blue glow stick world? Like, which which world are mm-hmm. we?
0: I think we're a green glow stick world, and I think Thank our you. item in the box was a pair of scissors. Scissors. I would like the ping pong paddle. But a different universe did that. We can't do that one. Okay. Yeah,
2: Jake. Are you trying to say you're part of that universe?
0: No, that'd be stupid. Wait, Jake, what's your number? Um, We're not even talking about this movie this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's
1: spoilers for Coherence and for the rest of the movies. In there's there. a ping pong <laughs> paddle in that there's movie. There's a ping pong paddle. And there's old, you know, alternate universe. You know, no one knows what that movie's about.
2: It's like Primer. Oh
1: god <laughs> God man We're not on the Matthew bracket What a, I told what a you. chaotic energy we have today <laughs> Um anyway Just fearing primer really set me off
0: <laughs> Oh um, god Yeah
2: as Jake said spoilers and then also Don't steal my job by confirming That I did my job <laughs> <laughs> We're so combative today There's a couple of guys <laughs> We're ready to fight We're just normal men <laughs> We have healthy views of masculinity. <laughs> We're just
1: innocent men. Um <laughs>
0: I oh, I guess I got to introduce the movies. Yeah, Jake, you're the only one with things to say. Yeah, literally.
1: <laughs> By law. literally, usually that's how it goes. <laughs> Am I right, listeners?
0: You're right.
1: I don't know. <laughs> They, did we do this sp- i forgot we did that special yeah if you guys follow us on our social medias at tough cut pod we're on all the top social medias you we actually have a live listener who's sitting in our studio right now <laughs> listening in sitting in on the bracket uh we call it an intern hi <laughs> we told you not to speak
0: uh <laughs> sorry yeah, sir. you're
2: just supposed to work the sound equipment <laughs> yeah so, like don't don't do that
0: Oh, shit, sorry, I pressed the wrong button. Uh, for you guys' reference, I'm going to edit in some sort of sound effect there. <laughs> I hate uh, our intern. I mean, but follow <laughs> us on social media, you know, because you could get I that opportunity. Believe, I can't believe how much setup you did to make that joke just because I, in a little echo voice, said, You're right. Yeah, you're, hey, we S.A.N. Yes, here. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: man behind the curtain. What the hell are you doing, Alex? <laughs>
1: Fuck, sorry, guys, sorry.
2: keep this feeling real okay we're really on a roll so jake if you want to dive into real sorry i I went off script
1: (laughs) speaking of real the muppets 2011 by uh james uh bobin uh or as my autocorrect likes to call it tobin bell um Mm. yeah it's about a Muppet fanatic with some uh getting some help from two human compatriots and they must regroup and save the Muppet gang who has since broken up in this world uh but their old studio is going to be taken over by an evil oil mogul. So they got to get the band back together. Include yeah, including Jack Black. The rest of the Muppets too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good joke. I like that, that joke. Thank you. That's a big big joke. It's going up against uh, Benjamin Button. Against all odds, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, two thousand eight, directed by. Against all odds,
2: both of you voted for Benjamin Button. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot what universe I'm in. Miss Sorry. Jake is from the universe
0: where we both voted for Benjamin so I, I think
1: I just remember you in episode two talking about one of the movies I pitched and you're like, yeah, much better than Benjamin Button. And I was like, what? I, it's not even up against this movie.
0: <laughs> so I think I already
1: am like getting combative again about this. Whatever. It's fine. Curious case of Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. He's a dude who ages backwards and he has shenanigans a la Forrest Gump. That's mm-hmm. that's your. Yeah, that was pretty good. Better than Forrest Gump. Thank you. I'll take that. That's a win. That's a dub.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so this is a tough matchup. I think some of the, the conceit of this bracket, actually, this podcast in general <laughs> dates back to Jake asking like the idea of like what movies do X or what movies describe you. And like the Muppets as a genre type are hugely Uh, A a huge piece of defining who Jake is. But then also Mm -hmm. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button is like one of those films um, that you have long, you know, used to like describe parts of yourself, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. which just like inherently is like an upward battle in in parsing these two movies against each other.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. This is a really tough one, like because I think face value. How in the hell do you compare? Curious case of Benjamin Button versus Muppets 2011, right? Like they're so wildly different. Um, And even looking at them in the scope of like, okay, these are movies that define Jake. They do so in very different ways. Like Benjamin Button is a movie that Jake for a long time has said is like one of his movies, right? It's on his list. Um, But I think, you know, it takes like some very deep thought to understand why it's on his list and understand why it's such an important movie to him versus the Muppets is like, it's a Muppets movie and it's a really good Muppets movie. And it's like very obvious right away that Jake loves it. You know, like if you see it, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, Oh, I bet Jake would love this movie. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: And so they're very different in that way. What if Kermit aged backwards? He does. That's actually his (laughs) trick. I can't tell if that's actual Muppet lore or not. Because <laughs> last time Jake dropped the knowledge bomb like, oh, yeah, he fucks chickens. And I'm just like. That's
1: true. Gonzo does canonically fuck chickens.
2: And I am and I looked it up and it's like there's like a 15 you did page look it long. Up? Let's go. Yeah, there's like a 15 page long like Muppet <laughs> wiki entry about yeah. all the various chickens he's dated and how it's a long running joke. And I'm like. Yeah. What the hell is happening?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's like even like a ad, like Disney will take out an ad. I think it was for Muppets Haunted Mansion or something, and Gonzo's mm-hmm. like up in front. And um <laughs> the ad basically like they're going over their favorite. It's like like a one of those wired, like, your favorite Disney princesses. Like, ask filling questions. I don't remember the exact format. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's Gonzo and uh, Pepe. And Pepe and Gonzo are like, oh, like which you know, Disney Prince would be your favorite. Like, would you like to be with? And uh, they're going through pictures of them, and Gonzo gets to Beast, and he's like, well, we all know how I feel about animals. And then
2: he just stares at them. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That is, like... That's so good. That's, like, degenerate energy from Disney, honestly. (laughs) That's good. Like, for Um, real, that
0: probably was just, like,
2: an improvised line by... 100%. By Gonzo, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, by Gonzo. Yeah, yeah Gonzo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wild. And you know, weirdly enough, actually, now that I'm like sitting here thinking about it, there is like a world where I think there could be a Muppets adaptation of Curious Case of Benjamin Button.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it probably you know, would it, be I will Gonzo say, as Benjamin
0: Button, though. I, I think that's... I'll say it. Like, it has the structure of like. There's a lead character and it's kind of like it's going through his life and he like meets up with a bunch of different people who go in and out. Like, I feel like that's a big Muppet structure, you know, where they just kind of make like cameos in different roles.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like I could just like it kind of makes sense to me. And, And honestly, audience. It may not make sense to you, <laughs> and that's okay. You're just not on the same. This is uh, this on the is the episode frequency. we
1: lose listeners. Actually, this is the episode <laughs> where we finally mm-hmm. drop our viewership. Um, they're,
2: they they're like this episode started off with them talking about fucking chickens, and then they they went into um mm. making Curious Cage of Benjamin Button a a Muppet adaptation. I don't jibe with that, dude. No,
1: that's not my thing. Uh look. They- I've realized now, thinking about these, like now semifinals and finals, um, and now it's it's less me gushing about these movies and me trying to have like an existential crisis as to why I picked them and why they define me and what does it mean to have one of them define me more than the others because they're <laughs> all me, but um, yeah,
2: it was all you all the way down, you know,
1: all the way down. But now I'm now I'm like, how how do I how do I <laughs> vote accordingly from here on out it could be just how i'm feeling on the day like mm-hmm. yesterday was a Mardi Gras parade and they had muppets from space in it so wow really yeah it was really man, cool Chewbacca's rocks, man chewbacca rocks i love chewbacca man mm-hmm. love chewbacca mm-hmm. and if you guys don't know what that means give it a google give it a bing give it a yahoo
0: I actually yes, have a sticker geez. from I have a Ooh. sticker from Chewbacca on my water bottle and it's an alien looking into a mirror and it says I want to believe in myself.
1: Holy shit.
2: That's cute.
0: Chewbacca's is like one of my favorite parades. It's so fun.
2: Why are we? Th- <laughs>
1: <laughs> because you were looking up your notes that you had about uh, what you wanted to say for the Muppets. For yeah, me, Matt, Bench- what, we, what we, filling the, we were filling time for you. You said, time said you, so you wanted to
0: say that your thing. Big conversation. Like, what was that big conversation? Yeah, you was you was told us before recording to. that you wanted to bring
2: was up. Was What was that thing? I keep uh, that buy me like twenty, like ten more seconds. All what right. Was that big there
0: conversation? With... There was a big conversation that you were telling us about that you wanted what was that big conversation? I'm just mm. gonna keep saying big conversation yeah, that <laughs> thing that I
2: thought was really, really important to yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah. get on. you, you said, um, you, if
0: you can't get this out in this episode, you're gonna right. end the podcast.
1: if anything you said like it would help mm-hmm. me out. You're like, I know Jake's been going through a really tough time lately. Like he's been really sad. We'll give him a bracket, and we'll we'll crunch the numbers so we get this as a semifinal matchup. There's a lot of behind the scenes um tomfoolery that went around. But you said when we get to this matchup, There'd be a really, really important life-changing thing you were gonna say to me.
0: Matt is like frantically scrolling through his notes, being like, "Please, anything." He's actually probably just reading like
2: (laughs) Gonzo
1: x Carmilla the Chicken fan fiction.
2: Uh, No, no, I am literally desperately scrolling my my notes from the movies, just being like, "Oh God, oh God, find something, find something,
1: something." (laughs) Just say, just say the first sentence you see right now.
2: Um, Walter's little scream is very cute. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm
1: voting for. Come on. <laughs> um, I, oh,
2: it's, it's just so, so tough cute to that th- you
1: put that in. It,
2: it, it just really struck me. Um, it's just so tough to, for me to find like a really good point of conversation to mm-hmm. like compare these movies on which I was like the whole point of our podcast. So like, it, just like cutting it to brass tacks here. Yeah. Like, Mm. functionally as films. Mm. Um, how yeah. do we, f- how do we feel about them? How do we feel as far as like, well, what they uh, like achieving what they set out to achieve? You know, obviously Benjamin button is like a, a, a fair, I guess in a weird way, both of these are kind of character study ish. Like one's obviously primarily a musical, but like mm-hmm. you're, you are like diving into the psyche of, or like following you know, Walter on his self-discovery becoming a Muppet. And then also just like, you know, you're you're chilling with ben, with with Ben B as he's like living his life. You know, I'd like to believe that's um, how he
0: pitched the movie. You guys are just chilling with Ben B. With that ben was actually the, that was the original title. They uh, <laughs> it didn't ben really B. resonate <laughs> with audiences, though. They decided to change. It. Well, I also think of both these movies and something I give both
1: of them a lot of credit for is because both of them in their own way was a departure or like a return to kind of like some kind of form like david fincher known for much moodier like you know serial killer movies basically. i mean like it was yeah it was zodiac it was seven before this it was like all the all those uh but then he did this lighthearted based on a novel like just uh i mean it is emotional don't get me wrong it's not necessarily lighthearted. a lot of death around a lot of um yeah, about but Greece compared to a
2: lot of Fincher's other yeah. work,
1: it, it's totally very different. And I always applaud people for making something that's kind of out of their wheelhouse or like kind of expanding their horizons. And with the Muppets on a similar level, you hadn't had a Muppet movie since, like, I think Muppets Christmas Carol was like the last one, like a mm. big theatrical production. And doing an original Muppet movie again. Uh, not based on adaptation and have it be this successful—that's amazing. And like bringing the Muppets back in a mainstream audience—I mean, that's something the Muppets always do. And his comeback, yeah, it's, the comeback's big. And it was a comeback that I got to experience for the first time as an adult. When I knew the Muppet movies, I was like a little kid in the Muppets. But finally, as like an older person, I was like, whoa, the Muppets are back.
0: And that felt really good. You know, what's kind of interesting about the Muppets and how I think about you related to them, and I think, Matt, it might be similar for you as well, Um, I really had no connection to the Muppets as a kid. Like, I truly never really watched any of the Muppet adaptations. Like, I knew of them, but was never, like, a fan of them in any way. Um, And I saw this movie and I liked it as a kid, but was never still, like, a big Muppets fan. And so I didn't really, like, get excited about the Muppets until you talked to me about the Muppets. And I was like, oh, shit, Jake loves the Muppets. And so, like, to me, you are the Muppet person. Like, you – when I think of the Muppets, there is only (laughs) one person in my life that I know who loves the Muppets, like, truly to their core. And so, like, I – intrinsically, every Muppet movie is attached to you now.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, Um, sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes – i'm sometimes i'm like for every like birthday or every gift thing i always get like a muppet thing and i'm like you know guys (laughs) this is how people become like that person you know like there's nowhere (laughs) like i have other interests i I have i do love the muppets but oh my god (laughs) i appreciate all the gifts they're very thoughtful but if i get another just like life-size
0: kermit like plush doll (laughs) i don't need it i don't need it this is a psa your birthday just happened um do you have a kermit the frog watch i don't have a kermit the frog watch no i don't (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean
1: what i don't have a kermit the frog watch but literally for an example i got two kermit the frog like stuff like puppets for the same year and they they all look drastically different too because like it's Hey Jake, I, what size is your wrist? Uh Matthew size. Okay, mm-hmm. and Jake, what's your address? My yeah, my address is 15 <laughs> Okay, cool cool cool, cool 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 cool. And that's cool, it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Send it over. Um would you say you have a kid's size wrist? Well, I I don't think so. I'd like to okay, believe
0: okay. I well I I don't know. That's no, I, no, you're good. You're good. I'll just, okay. I'll find something else. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: Matthew's still an intense thought. I really hope we've been still filling this time for him. <laughs> <laughs> this big thing he's going to say I'm literally really putting hoping.
2: all the pressure yeah. in the world on me to come up with an actual topic of conversation. <laughs> I'm I am lost in the goddamn sauce over here. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: okay. Let's separate from Jake for a second. I don't know why I did this. It's like I was opening up an ass, but let's separate. It's Talk not a visual medium. They don't know what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> let's separate from Jake for a second. Which movie do y'all like more? And why? The Muppets.
2: I like yeah, Muppets so more. That's what I, I asked. Like, I know, but you didn't say anything. That's true. Um, no one answered the question when I asked it before. I think for me, oh, it's tough. I think just like as a film, Mm -hmm. I think I prefer Muppets 2011 over The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. There's like a lot of complicated stuff at play. Um, Some of it, I think, is like my own preconceptions of like what type of work I enjoy from David Fincher, what I enjoy most from David Fincher. It's very fair. Um, I think some of it is also just like getting to see this Muppets movie for the first time in the context of this bracket was like a really enjoyable experience. So that is also like coloring my perception a little bit. Uh, I'm much more bright on it as a result of like, Mm -hmm. I get to watch this for Jake who loves this movie. Um, And that's just like really fun.
0: Yeah. I, I generally agree with that. I think it's very smart to put the Muppets in a getting the band back together story structure because they're all so wacky and weird. They legitimately could be anywhere doing anything. Um, And so it just provides like this beautiful blank canvas for them to put these characters wherever they want, doing whatever they want, which I think is really good.
2: Like be it like toilet salesman or be it you know a a, an editor for what is Miss P an editor for like a fashion magazine or something in in France Mm -hmm. like it like makes sense for the Muppets characters which is like a weird statement to make because inherently (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) they're they're a goddamn Muppet you can you know you can say they're whatever you want um but it just like fits like if you are to presuppose the Muppets are all like real beings like what do you mean about twenty eleven hey jake can you take your headphones off for a second
1: yeah yeah i got you
2: um alex jake uh, still thinks that the muppets are are like like kermit's real yeah um, and not just a puppet
0: yeah i know i meant to tell you before we were recording he yeah he uh <laughs> let's let i don't think we should i'm put.
1: good i actually <clears throat> yeah, 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 took yeah, them yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. i have no idea what
0: you said that'll be a little um, treat for me later but <laughs> <laughs> I really hope it was something nice, you know Yeah, it was something really nice, Jake, yeah. don't worry about it. Um, it was one of like the moments where I could take a break, you know, so I took the opportunity to <laughs> took do the so. Link, room. got a
2: snack <laughs> yeah. um but but kind of as i w- I was saying, uh it, it, like them as real beings, you know, hold up, Jake, you know, just right. like assuming <laughs> pretending <laughs> and not what? pretending like they, they are real. <laughs>
0: Matt, 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 hey Jake 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 hey um Jake just uh make make some noise over there so you can't hear us
1: yeah Ooh,
2: um sh- are really blowing it I, I know I'm, I'm really screwed up I, I just let me take over let me take over you got it you got it you got it um okay
0: Jake Jake you're good you're good yeah um, yeah, so mm-hmm. the Muppets as real real beings and creatures with uh, total autonomy and, mm-hmm. and able to move on their own without any uh, external support from human hands. Mm-hmm. Um, well, humans, I mean, it's okay if you need support from human hands. We all need yeah, support that's true. from that's human hands. That, that's true. And they they get that support, but they don't need it 100% of the time to be autonomous creatures. Yep.
2: Yeah. Like, Walter just needs his brother's help sometimes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes also, Amy he can Adams. do things on his own, too. Like, how he opens the door on his own. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, That's I've never cool. seen you guys open doors on your own. Does that make hey, you better? Work Jake, than what
2: Muppet? what genre do you think the Muppets is? Is it a documentary in your opinion?
1: You know, whenever I watch Muppet movies, I just think they're like, the genre is Muppet movie. I, <laughs> I'll be completely honest because they do. They do too many. Like, I guess you could just comedy, whatever, but I guess documentary. I don't mock No, no, not a mockumentary. It's a coming of age story. Hmm. Honestly?
0: It super is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's weird because it's like a coming of age story for um, Jason both Siegel's Walter and Jason Siegel's <laughs> character as well. Like this grown ass, which is a rare type of coming of age story that I think is really yeah. fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, grown yeah. ass man coming of age story is like. Yeah. It's well, an it's underappreciated usually, genre.
0: Usually cringy usually as adult, hell. Yeah, usually adult coming of age stories are really dumb and cringy, and they're like the really bad, like dumb humor, like David Spade movies.
2: <laughs>
0: what do you have against David Spade? <laughs> well, specific? no, I don't have anything against David Spade, but it's like you know he, he has a specific. You, you like, love Joe humor. Dirt, didn't you? Is that going to be in your <laughs> Alex? Yeah, bracket? how'd you know my bracket? Joe Dirt. <laughs>
1: That was the first David Spade movie I could think
0: of. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what do you want from me? Name another. I can't. Uh was he in one of the like <laughs> one of the um like I, I can't think of? Exactly. The one where he's, he's, like, a, he's one he of just, the he fucking Sandler friends. Okay, but what is Grown-ups a David Spade movie? That's like a David Spade is a main character. Um, the main
1: character. I'm going to Google
0: David Spade movie. Okay. And if you guys can tell me the first one that comes up, I'll give you $10. Bench Warmers is probably up there, honestly. I,
2: the first one. The first one? The um, highest? David Spade. <laughs> Joe movie.
0: Dirt, baby. Oh, my God. You will never believe what Google says is the first one. What is it? I need one guess from each of you. Oh, fu- Okay, so it's probably not gonna- Joe Dirt.
2: I'm going with bench warmers. Uh,
0: warmers? Okay.
2: Uh, Joe Dirt 2.
0: It's Hotel Transylvania is the first no, David Spade movie. Way. Come on. You know, man. I bet that
2: I'm I'm gonna go I I wanna look it up. I wanna feel like there is some kind of your browsing history playing a role in that. You've done a for Hotel now? Transylvania.
0: Where, where are we right now? Uh, <laughs> where, where the fuck are we well so uh, these other movies i haven't heard of yeah what are the they? wrong missy is uh, the dude we are one. falling down the uh, david spade hole right now we're <laughs> falling into his one. trap the I third one looks stable. like some action movie called warning
2: shot it's on the roku channel the the spade, we're in the spade-verse and there's no escaping it. Audience, this is the spade zone. Please. Welcome to the spade cast. Please skip ahead approximately two minutes to escape the spade zone.
1: Now we gotta fill two minutes of David Spade content.
2: Or Alex can take that and put it at the beginning of the David Spade conversation.
1: I think it's longer than two minutes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but how funny is it to skip ahead two minutes and they are <laughs> still, talking, still about about talking about it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so,
1: oh, we're gonna have to put Joe Dirt in a bracket. Did Joe Dirt come out last year? I'm just asking.
0: What the fuck <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> for for our Oscars bracket. Wait, spoilers! Oh, and we do it every year. <laughs>
2: okay we we have to get this podcast back on track we cannot be stuck in the spade zone <laughs> matt we have another minute
0: we have another minute in the spade Wait, zone 10 seconds please oh my god okay what comes up for you when you google david spade movie Matt? i don't know i'm Right,
2: Did you Spade. look up David Spade movie or just David Spade? I said David Spade. Whole I Googled Spade David Spade, I Googled David Spade movie. Okay, David Spade movie.
1: David Spade singles in your area.
2: I'll be damned!
1: Wow, Hotel Transylvania.
2: Hotel Transylvania. Transformania is the first. And that movie was that last that oh, year. Oh yeah, guys, yeah, yeah.
1: guys,
0: guys, 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 guys. We can have oh, That Spade. one was really bad. That was the Amazon Prime movie. You I, want okay, to? so I'll say, I typically, yes, I did watch it. I typically, um like, have enjoyed the Hotel Transylvania movies. Like, I think they're, like, surprisingly pretty good. This one was terrible. Okay, I, I will want, I'm sorry to add more David Spade content, but <laughs> <laughs> I, it's more of a
1: thing when you look them up on IMDb to see what they're known for movies are. And uh, if you look up David Spade, even before clicking it, it says actor, comma, Joe Dirt. Uh 2001, we can ignore what that means, but, um, hmm. Oh,
0: The Emperor's New Groove. That's one. That's the That's fourth
1: f- on IMDb. It's, I see It's that. Joe yeah. Dirt, Tommy Boy, Benchwarmers, and The Emperor's New Groove. That's a good
2: one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel pretty good about having guest Benchwarmers now. Well, well too bad. You it's shouldn't feel good about any David Spade movie, even if they're, like, good. We're it's doing fun. a David Spade bracket now. Oh, Jesus <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're, you're you you fucked yourself. Like
0: okay. we we have to.
1: Great. Are we are we voting? For I the guess best David
0: Spade have. movie in a couple months.
2: Yeah, probably. We've talked about nothing <laughs> for thirty minutes. Okay, here's something I actually will say that I was gonna say before Matthew
1: derailed us. Usually he does.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who brought up David Spade? Not me! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Truthfully, I don't remember. I, I don't The remember. only thing I do remember is that Ma, Matt ushered us into the David Spade Zone. He did. You did <laughs> coin the term
1: David Spade Zone.
2: Spade so that zone. is on you. The Spade Zone's on me. I did not bring up David Spade. <laughs> we cannot get stuck here. Jake, take it away. What, what's gonna, your point?
1: I was going to say something serious.
0: Um, I can't believe Matt banished us to the Spade Zone.
2: Really, (laughs) uh, You've activated my trap card, (laughs) and now you've been sentenced to the Spade Zone for the next two minutes. Ironically, a favorite Heart of greed
0: (laughs) is the longest two minutes of my life.
2: Hey, we're being so rude to David Spade right now. I think we've been in the Spade Zone for four minutes.
1: (laughs) Anyway. Matthew said something eight years ago uh, during this episode <laughs> where he said that you, you said I watched the Muppets and I can't take away the fact that I watched it because of like you with the context for the first time, in my opinion, and not to influence. I mean, look, I'm trying to take as much step backs during the Jake bracket until the end of when we vote to talk about them because, you know, it's more fun for y'all to talk about it. I do love showing people things and I do love their experience with them. And if it is about me, then like your movie going experience is important to me. Even if it's just your experience, you know what I mean? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I get where you're coming from.
1: So even if like, we're talking about, Oh, what is the more Jake movie? What is the more like it is? What is the more Jake movie? But also like what, what would Jake movie also means? Did you have a fun time watching that crazy ass movie? That's also part of it. So if that helps you in your decision, uh, that's what I offer you. Well, I'm ready to vote. Okay, then do it.
2: I'm voting for the Muppets. Um, Seeing as Jake did not put any David Spade movies in this (laughs) project, I am also going to vote for the Muppets. I
1: wouldn't be surprised if he popped up in a Muppet movie. Has like Adam Scan has any of that crew? It uh, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. We're not on David Spade. does not matter. Uh, I'm giving a vote to curious case of Benjamin Button because all these movies deserve a vote. But the Muppets Cute. will be moving on
2: to our finale. Wow. We'll find out which which movie is going to replace Jake. <laughs> Wait on the podcast. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. I'm fine with that. I'll take a all of Jake's off.
2: audio
0: replaced with audio from one of these future movies. I'm gonna make the most hard movie to
1: get like licensing to. <laughs> it's probably the Muppets, honestly. Yeah,
2: maybe. Mm. The expensive IP. With that said, jumping to the the other side of this matchup, you want to go ahead and introduce In and of itself and One Cut of the Dead.
1: I do. In and of itself is um, directed by Frank Oz, but really created by Derek uh, Del Guadio uh, in 2020. Uh, David Derek is a magician who tells an autobiographical story through his tricks and just through talking, I guess, orally to an audience. Why do you make <laughs> anyway? <laughs> he gives a performance, a stage show, and it's recorded. It's ba- it's listed as a documentary. It's more like you're watching like a, a theater performance. Uh, I, I I feel like hectic. <laughs> I don't know.
2: like I feel like. I'm sorry. I got I, my whole brain got thrown off when you said what he was speaking, and that it was like a semicolon orally.
1: <laughs> what? There are other ways to speak, Matthew. Okay.
0: Okay, go <laughs> on. Okay. I feel like Matt's brain is broken. It was shattered as he crawled out of the spade hole. <laughs> I do feel different. I- <laughs>
2: Uh, we 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 exited from a green glow stick universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Like <laughs> we're
0: we like in coherence, so coherence uh, the ver- is the on the other cut side. Cut, <laughs> the tough cut podcasts uh, version of the like dark space is the spade hole. We in
2: the thing in our box in this universe is in fact a copy of Dozer <laughs> Tur- from two thousand and one side
1: DVD box <laughs> commentary. <laughs> Yeah, I really got into character when I was showed... Anyway, uh, One Cut of the Dead is what <laughs> it's up against by Shinichiro uh, Uyeda by, in 2017. Uh, it is a low-budget zombie film disguised as a comedy, disguised as a low-budget comedy film, disguised as a comedy. It's great. A lot of layers of that one. Uh, that's basically the two movies that we're going up against. And ooh boy...
0: Are they the same movie? Wow, really getting to it, Jake.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I, I think there's this interesting comparison you can make between these two films when it comes to the idea of they're both, at least in some part, playing a trick on their respective audiences. Yeah. Um, for some oh, portion yeah. of their runtime, you know, we talked a little bit about it. I think with both of these, um, naturally, is that like a I'm alive a bell.
1: I it was an alarm of some kind, but I don't know from where. Maybe a fire alarm. That's a fine. It's your David Spade meter.
2: Yeah. I am going to burn this <laughs> podcast to the ground. If you won't, David um, Spade will. <laughs> um, and we talked about it a little bit last time. That in and of itself is inherently like playing a trick on its audience to some extent. Like it, it is, it is specifically crafted to draw empathetic responses from people. Um, and conversely, like one cut of the dead, as Jake kind of explained in his, just laying out what this film is, is it is a film masquerading as a film. It's masquerading as a film sort of thing. Like it is tricking its audience, um, about what it is. And I think it's a, it's really interesting that these two films that are like chiefly hinge on kind of those quote unquote tricks end up in a matchup together it's hard to say which one is more effective at what it does because I think they both, you know, play off their relative tricks really, really well. However, I think there there is maybe some piece of the Jake psyche in this idea of, um, I don't, don't want to say subversion. I don't know what word I want to use. But Gaslight. Like, I don't know if either of these films necessarily <laughs> make me think of gaslighting <laughs> <laughs> um, or girl bossing, for that matter. Actually... One Cut of the Dead has a little bit of girl blossom.
1: One, One Cut of the Dead definitely has some girl blossom.
2: I don't know. I, I, anyway, it's it's a, a whole lot to to essentially say that, like, I think there is something to this idea that both of these films are sensibly playing a trick on their audiences. And, like, what do you guys make of their respective tricks? What do you think is effective about each of them? You know, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great question. I love. Well, OK. One Cut of the Dead, I think, is super effective. Like, it got me, right? We talked about it last time where, like, I did (laughs) not finish the movie and I didn't get to the trick because I was like, man, this is a zombie movie. I'm 40 minutes in. I don't want to watch the rest of this. And I stopped it. Um, Like, it got me, right? Like, that's the trick. Like, I really had no idea. Uh, And then on my second rewatch, it was wonderful because I got through it and then got to the explanation of like all those things in that movie that are like so weird and wacky in the like initial 30 minutes that like, why did they film it like this? And it's like, Oh, that's why it's like this. Um, So, I mean, I think one code of the dead is phenomenal and plays a great trick. I think in and of itself, I think it's tough, right? I feel like magic And stage magic in particular is really hard to do well in film when you're supposed to believe like this actually happened on stage. And I'm sure that it did. Like, I'm sure this is an authentic show that happened and like these tricks were real and he did them, but like they're so good and the filming is so specific and intentional, like the shots and the layout and everything that, you know, it's like, It takes something away from it, you know, to be like, I'm not like there in person seeing it happen, you know, like there could be just like falsehood in the way that it was filmed. I don't believe that there was, but I still think it detracts.
1: So actually, and you're totally valid for thinking that, but I think that's part of the reasons why I love the film more because I think it's intentional, Uh, especially because in the beginning it has that disclaimer. In the beginning, he has a little speech being like, you do not have to believe any of this. Uh, you know, and that's, like, a tip for, like, you know, obviously he's a stage magician, like, like, uh, building up whatever, but it is also a film. He could have edited a bunch of stuff, like that final shot, again, spoilers, but that final shot where, like, the wall all of a sudden falls down uh, at the end, easily edited to where, like, you know, he wasn't doing the stage, like, shot audiences. A lot of that can, but I think the fact that he is setting it up, and, you know, maybe this is a trick, in and of itself um but like mm. he he i think that's purposeful I, I think he genuinely wants you to struggle with the fact that i mean for lack of a better term it's kind of cheesy but not everything is as it seems and you kind of have to believe people when you look at them face value oh, what do you see when you look at someone? And when you're in a film, people can lie to you all the time. I mean, in fact, that's our job, you know, to lie to you um, and make you believe in something else. So I actually think it's super effective that they show it also as a film and people got to experience it as a stage show because you once again have your perceptions of who that person is, the way it is shot. That is who you are viewing them. Every single person who talked about the letters, about uh the things they wrote in the journals like you have a perception of how it was shot if it was shot with a bunch of spooky music and it going blue <laughs> like you would have looked at that scene differently it would not have impacted you the same way
2: yeah like so, if you put the the saw soundtrack over like the story about the rule it takes yeah, a very different <laughs> a very different <laughs> a very
1: different turn because you
2: start to think it's probably just jigsaw <laughs> i still do
0: um
1: i i I think also like i mean look even in
0: those parts
1: i i always think when i watch that
0: like a spinning barrel of a gun
1: (laughs) i always think during when i watch in and of itself i'm like people got to experience that stage show there are animated parts in it like there are parts where they totally don't show what's happening on stage and i'm like what is what is happening on stage? Because everything he's doing on stage is purposeful. So it's not like he's just yeah. sitting there telling a story. He's probably doing something too. And we don't get to see it. Uh, we mm-hmm. can just get to see what the film did. So I, I don't know. I, I could gush about that part of it. I think it's very purposeful and very beautiful. Just like the parts in One Cut of the Dead are very purposeful what they show you. Uh, everything is purposeful what they show you. All their mistakes quote unquote mistakes in the first, the second, and even in the credits where you see like all three versions of how this was yeah, filmed laid together.
2: Once. That's such an interesting idea in, in terms of what you guys are talking about with in and of itself that, that I feel like I didn't even fully consider is like that change of medium from mm-hmm. like we talked again, talked about a little bit last time, like the idea of adapting a stage show to film. Um, but this is not, to jake's point simply a like literal filming of the stage show you know it's not like right. the disney plus recording of hamilton or something that's just like you know they Fucking, stuck a camera on the don't stage get me, why would you bring that like, up i'm so upset the, that. because I'm, I'm illustrating like there's a difference <laughs> no, between just like directly porting something from stage to screen but I'm then more or hamilton for like Louis the Oscar the alternative of um, you you are porting this to screen. What can you do to facilitate right. like the best version of that experience, or like the mm-hmm. the most interesting version of it? You know, mm-hmm. I, I think in and of itself is probably most effectively viewed like as one of the members in the audience, mm-hmm. but you do get a different experience watching the the version of the, the film than you would in yeah. the. I mean, it's cut together show.
0: all those different shows as well. So yeah, yeah. That's pretty, it's very cool. cool. It, it, it definitely, I, I agree. I think the best way to see the show is probably as a person in the room, but I do think the things that are added of like the animations and being able to see like all the different people come up with the book, like it, it works to validate the things that he asks the audience to trust him on, mm-hmm. um, in a very interesting and like very fascinating way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Th- there is like this strange, maybe. Yeah. Like this, this idea of like the exercise and trust and the payoff that you get is actually like a big, similar to like the trick that is being played is like a big piece of both of these. Mm-hmm. Like, as you talked about Alex s- sitting through that first 30 five minutes of one cut of the dead. And then actually mm-hmm. like <laughs> sitting through the next, you know, third of the movie, getting to the final third where they're actually rolling out or filming. The first third you watched is the payoff of that film. Is like all of those little things you saw before, you know, the stumbling and dropping of the camera, um, the sound guy just kind of, I don't know, vibing like, well, and the, it's
0: like what I, What I really love about One Cut of the Dead is that you get these first, you know, 35 minutes or whatever, you watch this movie, and then you realize what the movie actually is, and it's like there's a massive loaded gun sitting on a table right in front of you, and you know it's going to go off, right? Like this idea of like, oh, you've seen the movie, like you saw all these weird, crazy things happen, and then they just slowly introduce these little plot points that like – hint at and explain so much of what's gonna happen. I I just think it's such a smart, well written movie um that is just so much fun.
2: Yeah, it's the um yeah it's like the the Hitchcock quote, the you know, like the, the tension guy. is built around there being um a bomb underneath the table and one cut of the dead goes about it in the interesting way of like they show you the explosion first and then it rewinds and has that building tension of like, you know where this is all going. You know how this is going to unfold, that there's going to be these weird pauses, that there's going to be the dropped camera, that there's going to be these um, somewhat strange performances sometimes. And like, <laughs> it's ha- you get to experience like how we get there, um, which is such a unique perspective to shoot your film from. It's such a good bit.
0: Well, and what, what I think is so fascinating about it is that like, it is incredibly common for movies to do, like, a start you in the action, and it, like, freeze frames in the middle of it, and it's like, this is how we got here. Bet you're wondering how, like, this happened. And then what One Cut of the Dead does that's so interesting is it goes through the whole action. Like, it finishes the movie, and it takes 30 minutes. Like, that is such, like, a ballsy, gutsy move, and I think it's so fun. Hey, I got a real question, though. Yeah. Um Change the conversation a little bit. David Spade Ew. is at, uh, in and of itself, what's his word? What? Who is David Spade? <laughs> demon? Comedian? Do they have demon?
1: <laughs>
0: Lover?
2: God? Poltergeist? <laughs> Beelzebub? Um, prophet? Mm, I think Prophet might be it. Prophet's pretty good. <laughs> Horseman? Herald? Mm, Yeah. Mm. Oh, I like
0: Harold a lot. Harold is really good. Harold,
2: Harold, what is he heralding? I don't know. Or did he just pick a sign that says Harold? I bet he did Adonis. (laughs) I bet he just did Adonis. Do we think? Okay, backing it up. Do we think David? Because you know, tons of celebrities went. Tons of you know famous people went. Do we think David Spade went? No. I think he
1: said that was a crock (laughs) of shit. I'm not going. Yeah, I bet he wouldn't have. I bet he would have joked way too hard. I bet he would have heckled. David Spade's a heckler. I, honestly,
2: I believe right. that. David There's something Spade's in my heckler. bones that tells me that, like, <laughs> yeah. if David Spade went to your stand-up show, he would get a little too drunk, <laughs> and he would just yell shit at you.
1: And it'd be hurtful. Like, he would be mean. <laughs> <laughs> he would be mean.
2: We're gonna get a cease and desist from David, <laughs> David Spade. David Spade is
1: like a middle school bully. Like, he just feels... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because that's how tall he is, but like, Damn <laughs> Jesus, nude. Jake. I'm doubling down on the going David after David hey. Spade.
2: Hey, just wait till the Spade bracket. We'll have newfound appreciation once we watch <laughs> rewatch Joe Dirt and then watch watch Tommy all Boy. Of, watch
1: all of his movies be problematic. Watch every single <laughs> one not age well. I, I bet the em- I bet the Emperor's New Groove aged well. Okay, yeah, okay. He can hide that's- behind animation. Fine. <laughs> As long as we yeah, don't see he, his hateable face,
0: you yeah, won't, won't know how tall he is. If whoa, he's whoa! He, why okay. would he say that?
2: Tough cut respects the short kings. Um, yeah, David Spade is a whole separate guy- concept.
1: He's a short like court jester. He's not a short king. No, he's a short herald. <laughs> herald. Herald. <clears throat> um, I'm ready herald. to vote. Something I'll say about these two movies beforehand, uh, before we vote, is. I think both of these movies also indicate that whole um, I am so excited to see people watch this movie for the first time um, in in very different ways, obviously. Uh, But to (laughs) me, they're both very, they still are very fun uh, and very thoughtful. It's just a matter of, you know, kind of how how you're feeling. And and, then in that space and time, I mean, like we all we all feel different emotions all at once. And. One cut of the dead just makes me so hopeful and giddy and fun about filmmaking and stuff that I love. um and in and of itself makes me feel validated, and that's a big emotion to feel as well. um, and both of them cut the form in different ways, so I love it. Um I love genre films, so zombie comedy that's also about film., uh, great. uh like magician kind of show that's like in a stage like has all these gimmicks, poof, sign me up. And David Spade isn't in any of these movies. So there's a lot of pros. <laughs> and I just needed very to... Very few cons. Very few cons. So yeah, I need to lay it, that out for you guys before we get on here.
2: I think that these two movies are probably... And maybe Clue. Are like, probably my favorite... Oh, coherence. Okay.
1: They're all good <laughs> movies. Like so you hate the movies e- No,
2: no, no. I'm, are probably, like, my favorite examples of, like, the idea of like something that you just want to share with people you care about or like care about the opinions of, or want to share art with, uh, specifically honing in on one cut of the dead and in and of itself, like as you, you were talking about a little bit, Jake, like you shared one cut of the dead because it's just such a fun shtick. It's just such a cool movie to see what people think about it. And then, you know, in and of itself just has like this really powerful emotional resonance. Um, So they're doing very different things. Um, But like there is a just there is a really great value or there is great value in in sharing these types of experiences with people. Mm -hmm. So I guess this is, I don't know, recommendation to the audience to share some movies you love with the people you care about in your life. You know, yeah, truly. Yeah, don't
1: be afraid to be vulnerable vulnerable with your opinions. Film is such a great um, tool to share with people and just it's it's such a good good litmus test of, of like who you're who you're around and what they kind of like and and the people I surround
0: myself with at least. Um, and yeah. and look here, if if you love David Spade, mm, if you know, Joe Joker. Dirt is your your anthem movie, If Joe Dirt was anyone's favorite movie. Time. I'm filing a restraining order. Um, I'm, but I'm you know sure. what? You're allowed. You're allowed to feel that <laughs> you're allowed to you're allowed to love Joe Dirt and David Spade and audience. I forgive you.
2: I do too.
0: I don't think Jake does, but um, yeah, I'm gonna. It, we're not allowed to. We're not allowed to
2: chastise him because it's his bracket. So, sorry, yeah, audience. Okay. Yeah, um, unfortunately, we can't call Jake on his shit right now. Hell yeah, <laughs> you'll get
1: there. You'll get there. As soon as the Jake bracket is done, I know you're gonna come like shitting down
0: my throat. Uh, anyway, mm. are we ready? To, <laughs> now bracket, that the audience has open. that um, that image image in their head. Um, I do want to vote, and I can start us off. I am voting for One Cut of the Dead. I really, really like in and of itself. I think it's really, really good. um, and I'm very glad you shared it with me. But at the end of the day, I think the content and the like themes and everything in One Cut of the Dead to me screams, Jake. You know, what? like yeah, exactly, just like that. Sorry, that was our fucking intern. Shut up, Jesus, man. <laughs> this kid. Um, and I loved, in and of itself, I thought it was really good. But I think one cut of the dead to me is more Jake. Um, so that's that's where I'm
2: coming at it from. All right. Oh, so
0: tough cut podcast. I think it's like <laughs> the, the sixth gmail.com.
2: time you've made that joke. This bracket,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: I just I honestly something turned in my head like gears turned we say tough a lot
2: like yeah yeah. it's it's
1: one of our like top words that we say it's a big
2: buzzword for us yeah yeah that's fair you know honestly thank you for calling me on my overuse of the word
1: no I think it's apt because we named our fucking podcast it so we can use it as much as we want
0: yeah that's That's
2: our word
1: we could say the tough cut and podcast as many times as we want
0: and but
2: those Hop, are the only that's, and like Hop. That's, that's, agreement.
1: That's from James Marston gave us a little gift there when we first started yeah. it. Yeah, well, you yeah. know,
2: <laughs> personal friend. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what we'll
1: get from David Spade.
2: <laughs> Probably, like, a dookie in a paper bag.
1: <laughs> Lit on fire on our porch.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I think I am going to vote for, in and of itself...
1: Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, I
2: I know I I'm sorry, Jake. I couldn't make this easy for you. No,
1: no, it's fine. It's fine. It's good.
2: I think for me, there is this idea of um, one of the, Jake. You are one of the most like open and validating people I have ever met. Mm-hmm. And this idea of tackling identity and like inward and outward validation and like trying to draw that empathy out of an audience i think is something i see a lot of you in yeah which is not to say one cut of the dead isn't extremely special it absolutely is like this is another one of those matchups that mm-hmm. super for me could have been a finals matchup for like movies that define you so
1: damn matthew had a that was, that was good reasoning over there really like, buttering me up
2: i mean I'm i'm not trying to like Really. You pick the movie, you yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I picked all the movies. I'm
1: like, it's not. There's my That's mistake. True. Is my existential, you know, whatever. Um, this is really tough. I think this one more than most is gonna be one of those how I'm feeling today versus how I'm feeling tomorrow versus how I could feel in two weeks, sort of, sort of a th- deal. Mm. And at this point in my life, I think one kind of the dead is what I'm going to vote for to move on, to move forward. And look, both of these movies are, are some big ones, especially recently that I've wanted to share with people. So audience, I know a lot, there's a lot of these movies on this list and we say this often, but please go, go watch it. Go, go take, take a look if that's your sort of a thing. Uh, I think you'll find something really, really great out
2: of it. And I do mean that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that we have our Jake Brackett finale lined up. It's going to be the Muppets wow. versus One Cut of the Dead, Fun. Uh, which is gonna be awesome. Fun. <laughs> fun ass
1: <laughs> movies, both
2: of them. Um man. Imagine a Muppets One Cut of the Dead. Dude, Dude the possibilities Whoa. are
0: endless. That That's okay. so good.
2: Anyway, so please, if you want to watch along with us, go watch those movies. They're so fun. Um, even with the bit spoiled of One Cut of the Dead, it's still Uh, No, it's
1: again the little things are what make it really great we could spoil that movie and it's still great
2: yeah um with that thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed today's show uh go ahead and rate and review it on all of your favorite podcasting platforms um follow us on social media at tough cut pod um share today's episode i know it's
0: low-hanging fruit but i mean i feel like we have to say david spade right Yeah, oh, I feel like this is a bad one to share with David Spade. We were so mean to him. Yeah, wait.
1: Well, I mean,
0: are we afraid of David Spade? Kinda. Look, he got big. He got big market power. Does he? Here's what I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) Does he?
2: It's it's rare when a comedy has a message that is meaningful and all star cast supporting David Spade, who constantly harass and bully Joe Dort, sporting a mullet and orphaned by his parents. So he starts out on a mission to find his parents who aren't worth finding. The story is narrated through a radio station with Dennis Miller as the host. Five stars. Mark, two years ago. This one is a masterpiece. So much positivity Uh, in one movie. (laughs) One of those life-changing movies. We're back in the time in life. An absolute
0: (laughs) (laughs)